Well, greetings everyone. Welcome to episode 55 of Musical Connections, a podcast about music from Newfoundland and Labrador. I'm Zach Snow, and we are launching forth into the deep with our next episode. We're going to be connecting with Jenny Mallard on Next to Connect. We're going to talk to her all about growing up in a musical family, plus how I first got to know her through Mun's Cafe Concerts. She performed at them for quite a bit of time, and she hosted them as well. Plus, we'll talk about Rod Jackson and The Perfect Strangers, and her debut album, Into the Deep, the album which got her three Music NL Award nominations at the recent Music NL Awards. We'll get to all that on Next to Connect, and it is now time to look at this week's new found releases. And we kick it off with the man himself, Damien Follett. He originally released this song back in 2010, but he rewrote some of the lyrics and reimagined it to celebrate the upcoming Year of the Arts, as well as the 75th anniversary of Newfoundland joining Confederation. Right now, here's Damien Follett with the reimagined version of his legendary tune, No Place Like Home, right here on Newfound Releases. It's the air that we breathe. It's the wind from the sea. It's a fact. Yeah, there's no place like home There's rain and fog A cool breeze that keeps constantly blowing Six months of winter every year But I love this rock And all of the good things we've got This peace and beauty everywhere It's the way that we are That keeps more and more folks coming back There's just something about this island They say that's a fact I was born in this place I grew up Moved away, I came back Cause there's no place like home It's the air that we breathe It's the wind from the sea It's a fact, yeah there's no place like home The big land sits there To Labrador nothing compares From the towns to the coast to the cold northern sea We stand together as one We face any cold winter storm To rise and be all we can be Throughout all our years of history We have been blessed What the Atlantic has given and taken We never forget In this place, I grew up, moved away, I came back, cause there's no place like home. It's the air that we breathe, it's the wind from the sea, it's a fact, yeah there's no
If you ever watched the series Adventures Unknown, well, this guy's got some pipes too. We're going to be going to Donnie Love next on Newfound Releases. He's got a brand new Christmas album. And from The Christmas Wish, here is Donnie now with Mary Did You Know. Praises for our land. 
That is Donnie Love with Mary Did You Know on newfound releases. And we head back out to the West Coast for our next newfound release participant, Jamie Stone. Here's his new tune. This is Daisy Chain. Jamie Stone with Daisy Chain on newfound releases. And Jim Fiddler launched his brand new album, RPM 2, 10 years later, last Friday. He is our next newfound release participant. And from RPM 2, here he is now with She Thinks 
on newfound releases. Jim Fiddler with She Thinks on Newfound Releases. And we wrap up this week's edition of the segment of the podcast. And we wrap up this week's Newfound Releases with The Rowdyman. Their long-anticipated debut album was released last Thursday. And you'll be hearing The Rowdyman on Next to Connect coming up in the new year. I had a chance to chat with them about their brand new album and how the group all came together in the first place. That'll be airing sometime in the new year, more than likely during one of the first episodes back from Christmas break. Well, right now, here's the song that they got from the Man of a Thousand Songs, Ron Hines. 
And this was unreleased until now. Here's Traveling Shoes from the Rowdy Men on Newfound Releases. Money's better getting up together for a one-way flight. So it's kiss a wife and close the door. All aboard for Labrador. See you in a month or more. Don't forget to write. Swing down, chariot, won't you swing down low? I just gotta make it to Ontario. Hand me down my travel shoes. Yesterday I heard the news. Well, you're to and fro across the land. You're home for Christmas and you're gone again. Rules and regulations change. It drives a man insane. Well, you do your work and you collect your pay. And there's 20 more men laid off today. There's nothing you can say except God help the working man. Swing down, chariot. Won't you swing down low? I just gotta make it to Ontario. Hand me down my travel shoes. Yesterday I heard the news Two more weeks of work and everybody's got to go Well, you're reading all the news from home When you lie awake and you feel alone You got centerfolds and bunkhouse jokes And checkers and cards and booze Well, you know that money comes and money goes On company stores and union dues and you, I see security, it just gives me loose. Won't you swing down, chariot? Won't you swing down low? I just gotta make it to Ontario. Hand me down my travel shoes. Yesterday I heard the news. Two more weeks of work and everybody's got to go. up newfound releases for this edition of the musical connections podcast and here's how newfound releases is going to work for the final edition of the podcast that's coming up next tuesday i'll be looking for songs that are coming out between december 10th and december 31st so from december 10th to the end of 2023 i'll be looking for songs that are coming up between those dates and i'll be playing them on newfound releases next week on the musical connections podcast so if you want to qualify, here's what you need to include. The first thing you need to do is send me the song in WAVE or MP3 form. Spotify or Apple links are nice, they're good for exposure, but I'm going to need the file in order to put the podcast together. Second are press photos. 
so either landscape or portrait works i like to use your photos when i promote your songs on social media to highlight new fan releases for that week and the last thing i need are production credits so in this case the name the album the artist and the composers i like to put them in the description for episodes when they come out so if you have any questions about that feel free to email me musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com or dm me on social media well after all that let's get to this week's next to connect and we are connecting with jenny mallard we're going to talk about what inspired her to get into music in the first place playing in the musical family plus the mun cafe concerts rod jackson and the perfect strangers and her debut record into the deep we're going to cover all that and more on next to connect with jenny mallard as we head back to the amera innovation exchange on signal hill in st john's Alrighty, welcome back to Musical Connections, and I am Zach Snow, and my next guest I've known for quite a while now, going back to Memorial University days where this uh, dynamo right over here hosted the cafe concerts, and now she has her full-length album out to the public, Into the Deep. It is the one-year anniversary coming up this year, and she is up for Album of the Year. Joining me right now here at the Amera Innovation Exchange here at Signal Hill Campus in St. John's. Jenny Maller. Jenny, welcome to Musical Connections, or welcome back, I, I should say. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. I'm so excited to be here today. And uh, congratulations on um, the award nominations and Album of the Year. What? <laughs> I, yeah, for the first time in my life, I'm speechless. <laughs> I mean, can't blame you. I mean, you've worked your butt off this year, and uh, it really goes to show with those nominations. Yeah. Now, uh, just asking uh, right off the bat, Jenny, uh, how are these in your world right now? Uh, things are things are a little bit crazy, but uh, it's amazing. And like this, I, the whole point of music in L week and what we're celebrating this week is the whole year and having that time to reflect on how much I've grown and how much I've learned and just really getting to see people's faces in person and, right. and talk to people. It's just, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, and having that gratitude for just everything that's happening is just, and taking it all in and trying to not let it go too fast, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's that's really my world right now. <laughs> For sure. Now, I want to go back to your real early days of music because you've loved music since you were young. Yeah. And I've known you since um, around 2015, 2016 when you were st starting to do those cafe concerts and then you ran in for a bit of time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what got you into music? Uh, so I grew up in a really musical family. Um, so my whole, uh, <laughs> well, Dad is from a family of 13, um, wow. and yeah, all of them are musically inclined. Like it's it's wild. Jesus. And um, yeah, so it's a big musical family. I grew up my whole life around music and talent, and and just um, you know a mallard party. You'll never you'll <laughs> never you'll never beat a mallard party because it's just like it's just jamming the whole night right so nice yeah that's, Listen, that's how i got into it yeah ain't no party like a mallard party because yeah. a mallard party never stops i know it doesn't <laughs> it literally doesn't i'm like telling my aunt to like go to bed at like 4 a.m i'm like <laughs> it's time like it's time you know so yeah. oh nice <laughs> now um one thing i found out when i was researching for this uh interview on next to connect here 
You won a competition called the uh, TD Music Moves Me Contest. Yeah. What do you remember from uh, winning that contest? Do you remember much of it at all? That was the start of everything <laughs> uh, for me. Uh, it was right in high school, and um, it was the East Coast Music Award, actually. Oh, wow. So it was awarded, yeah. So it was, I actually got an ECMA from it. No way. Yeah. That's wicked. Yeah, and it was a youth, like, sound waves contest. So it was a contest space, but it was meant to bring light to a youth artist who, like, and it wasn't necessarily songwriting, but it was more like why music is important to you. And uh, I did it, threw my hat in the ring, and ever since then it changed. Because I was like, I got that award, and I, I actually uh, presented at the ACMAs, because it, uh, it was in Newfoundland at that, no that time. Yeah. Awesome. So I got up there and I presented Rising Star um, of the Year. Um, but yeah, they, they got me on the red carpet and all that stuff. Now I didn't have released music, so I do have an ECMA, but it's like, it's almost, it was a contest based ECMA, which is yeah. interesting. Still an ECMA though. It's still an ECMA and it was, yeah, it was a start. And actually that song that I wrote for that contest, I Want You, is the first one on the album. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Now, uh, you've played that song, Listen to My Voice, Launch Forth, all as part of your cafe concerts experience. You yeah. play that for many, many years, and you ran that for a couple of years as well when you were working at the uh, Munn Student Experience Office. Yeah. And that's how I really gotten to know you there. So how helpful was that um, experience uh, for you uh, th to you know help you get to uh, where you are today? Yeah, so that was like... Partly because I did business school okay. um, and I got a Bachelor of Commerce. But throughout that, that was really where my music started to flourish and my stage presence and just the confidence and getting in front of people and singing yeah. really came from. It was my, and they're paid acts, so it was really great. It actually funded most of my tuition. Oh, wow. <laughs> because, yeah, it was, I, like, I was playing like every second or third week, right? So it was a nice little side gig along with studying for. Finals uh, for, and yeah, midterms and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, and for, for the commerce degree. So it was really nice to just have that aspect of music there um, and really integrate that into my learning. So, awesome. Yeah. Final projects or final exams? Um, <laughs> final projects, yeah. Same here. I hate final exams yeah, so much. I'm not much. an exam person. <laughs> yes, I'd rather, you know, prepare for a project and then determine, like, okay, I'm going to do a project on this and then work for a couple of weeks on that and then yeah. get a good grade yeah. rather than cram everything into your head for one exam on yeah. one day yeah final so, exams suck yeah so university was really busy um but it was it was a great experience in cafe concerts like they they developed me as an artist and they really um got me comfortable singing songs up in front of people and i would even like it wasn't a super interactive audience because it was right in the in the middle of the university center oh yeah but people were listening and it, it almost got me more confident behind the microphone and knowing what people um, kind of like in an audience. Yeah, I mean, I certainly and, was listening. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, what, what people like, what people don't like, and also, like, if I mess up, like, it's, it's kind of easy listening to, so it's like, no one really cares if you mess yeah. up, you know? So it really, it was a good testing ground for what was to come after I graduated. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And uh, the next opportunity that you got was in 2018 when you played with Rod Jackson and the Perfect Strangers for about a year or two. Yep. So uh, what was that experience like? Yeah, so uh, playing with Rod, uh, the biggest things we did was the tours. And uh, we toured uh, four or five times across Newfoundland. Um, and we did a sold-out show, sold-out tour, basically, um, 
close to in 2020. And uh, it was mainly Christmas shows. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was a huge part of my growth too because I was with uh, Rod for so long and I was doing back background vocals and I was kind of learning the ropes of having a band and, and uh, singing with a full band behind me because that's something new too because as an individual artist, it's I never have anyone backing me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so just learning the ropes of like how to... Um, do that and then that really actually sprung me into the music industry in Newfoundland because I met like Stephen Green was in that band with me and Stephen has been such a pivotal part of my career too yeah he did the launch fourth and I want you videos yeah and well he and he's just a phenomenal person in general and he knows so many people and it's just like so I met so many people through that who have been since I since Rod Jackson um and the Perfect Strangers, they've been there by my side and that really sprung me into the actual music scene in Newfoundland. Do you still yeah. talk to them these days? Um, I haven't co- gotten in contact with Rod in a little while, but I mean, Stephen, I talk to pretty pretty frequently and uh, Dougie and Todd. Yeah, Dougie played at my release show and yeah, the buys, buys are still a very huge part of my heart. So, yeah. Absolutely. Now, you've been playing for many, many years. You've had your originals in the bank for a very long time. Yeah. Take me back to that moment where you just said, screw it. I'm going to record a song, and I believe that song when you made that moment was I Do. You recorded it in your bedroom, by yourself, mixed it yourself, and you put it out to the public, and uh, that was your really, you know, screw it moment. (laughs) I'm doing this, and it's going to sound great. So uh, take me back to that moment. It was, yeah, it was great, and I mean, it kind of going back a little bit was when I met Derek Surge and Derek was like you know we're gonna do this and he kind of lit the fire under my butt to be like yeah we can do this and uh, so then we were like okay what do we do we have no money <laughs> we have no budget <laughs> we have no- we have nothing <laughs> not really but we, we have talent <laughs> yeah so- you have talent talent's right over here <laughs> so we have talent so that's it so uh, so yeah so what do we do with that and so I was like I wanted to challenge myself I also mm-hmm. wanted to put a sample of my music out into the public and I was like you know what I just need to do this I can't st- I'm a perfe- I'm a perfectionist so I just I want to do everything perfect the first time I mean are and we all I know and it's it's so hard to get out of that mindset Ex- so exactly exactly what I did I was like this isn't going to be perfect this first one is not going to be perfect this is actually and it was the most recent song that I had written so I had um a little less of an emotional connection to it, if that makes any sense. Like, it, I was, it obviously was emotional, but I had been playing the other ones for so long. Yeah. So I didn't really want to change that. I didn't really, I didn't want, <laughs> I was less involved, I guess, with the reaction of the song. And it was more like, okay, I'm going to do this process. I'm going to see what I need to do. I'm going to see, okay, I'm, I need, you know, I need to put it on Spotify, Apple Music, and all that stuff. How do I do that? Yeah. You know, how do, what's, do I get a producer? Like, how do I produce? Like, all these questions that I had in my mind, I was like, okay, how do I do this? And I do was really the testing ground. It was like, okay, this is the process. This is where you start. This is where you finish. You can do it. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you're just going to do it. And that's what I did. And I did it for myself. I did it to prove that I could do it myself. And like I said to you yesterday, the most I spent on that whole project for I Do uh, was the pizza for the music video. <laughs> <laughs> and everything else I did myself. Um, That's crazy. So, and like, well, not myself, you know, the whole team. Well, we did in. have like people involved there, extras yeah, and stuff. Abs- I, well, we had extras. We had Derek, who was, you know, doing it for nothing. You know, we had, um, you know, 
um, the person who was shooting the music video was my best friend, Alicia. She just knew how to work a camera, you know? So it was like, and she didn't ask anything for it. So it was just like, it was just, okay, let's do it. Let's do this, a makeshift project. Let's get something out there so that we can show funding. Exactly. That this is, we can do it. Um, and people liked it. And it obviously it didn't have as great attraction as the rest because that yeah. one was just so bare bones. Um, but it, like, it proved to myself and it also gave a sample of what I could do in the industry. And it, really, it, it hit that goal of I need to get something out, I want to release it, and I want to sh- go through the process and learn uh-huh. so that my next singles and my next album eventually would be done yeah. well. Right. For sure. And uh, again, you produced I Do Yourself. Yep. And then um, you produced The Girl You Used to Know with Claire Follett. Yep. And then you eventually settled on Clint Curtis as a producer who produced yep. the rest of uh, Into the Deep. But yep. I want to change the subject here for a moment because you just came out of a manager session with Jeremy yep. Johnson of Johnson Talent Management, who yep. uh, manages the likes of uh, multi-time uh, Music Nell Award winner and nominee Jason Benoit. Yep. So uh, how important are managers uh, to you know artists like yourself where you really have to like learn everything on the spot? Yeah, so it's so important, and I mean, um, it's it's just it's great to get another perspective. As an artist, you ha- you come in, and I can, I think that session did um, did me really well because most of the people in the room were managers. There was a couple artists, but um, it's good to have that perspective. And I mean, the more people you add to your team, the produ- the producer, the publicist, the who whoever you're adding, the marketing manager, th- those people. Like when you add them to your team, you're adding a new perspective. And I think that's where the value comes is that you have someone who's coming at it from a different angle. They may have different strengths, different weaknesses, but just like any business, um, when you have more voices at the table, like to an extent, yeah. <laughs> but when you have a couple of voices pitching in on ideas and um, strategy and things like that, it becomes your strength. Because mm-hmm. diversity, as we know, leads to uh, better results. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. And, of course, uh, the results uh, led into uh, your debut album, which was Into the Deep. And uh, it was up for album of the year this year. I'll ask you more about that later. But um, you said before, uh, when you were playing these songs live, that it's a concept album. So uh, tell me a little bit more about uh, what that concept of Into the Deep is. Yeah. So uh, Into the Deep has been a long time coming. And it's been, I've been writing, again, since I Want You in high school, uh, since that ECMA (laughs) winning (laughs) song. Uh, Yeah, so I've been writing. That was my first song I ever wrote. And, uh, like, wrote, wrote, like, really, like, fleshed out. And it did, it won an East Coast Music Award. And I was like, okay, I can do this, right? Um, But, yeah, like, it just, the whole concept was basically me growing over the past seven years. And the things that I experienced, you know, and the way I, I didn't write the songs in order, uh, which is interesting. Yeah. But the way that the album flows, it actually tells a story. And this is where it gets, it gets a little weird. It's like, is it me? Is it a, is it a character that I created? But it is all my genuine experience. But the yeah. story that it tells and the flow that it has is actually, it starts with, you know, an easy listening, I want you, cr- I have a crush on a boy, right? Then it goes to the anchor, which is I'm in love. You know, and then it goes to apathy. It's like, I'm getting pissed off with this love, you know? And then it goes to the girl you used to know, which is like, we're not a right fit for each other. And it's, it's, it's okay. You know, I'm not the same person you met 
a couple years ago and how do we how do we break free of that toxic relationship um and then after the girl used to know it's um good to her which is the grieving process of losing someone and like losing a relationship and being a little angry and a little like processing those emotions a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you're in like that kind of like denial and, and you're in the middle of like denial and acceptance. Exactly. It's almost like you're processing. You find out, you know, he's dating someone new. What does that feel like? And all those emotions, right? And then it's um, listen to my voice, which is the depression, but also the words that you kind of need to hear when you're going through anything, really. Yes. But like particularly in this, in the sequence of the album, it was like grieving a relationship. But if you grieving anything but it is the grief period and um and then after the grief you have I do which is the healing and I do was like the self-love anthem that I wrote and it was again the first single but it really was a pivotal piece in the story it was like that was me healing and that was that was again my most recent that I wrote um at the time when I was releasing this stuff and I do really tells the story of you know I worked on myself and I'm healing and it may not be perfect but I know that I can love myself uh-huh. and um, I can move forward from this and that's where launch forth comes in and that is the moving forward that is launching into the deep and really the launch of my music career the launch of everything the launch of just a new chapter in your life and you know some people listen to launch forth and they're like yeah that should be the beginning song and i'm like yeah that's that's an interesting take but putting it at the end as almost like the what's next was really interesting and that's where i got the title into the deep which is for me the whole concept it's like my deep emotions my deep love for music Mm -hmm. um the, the deep unknown that's next after this album and that's what it really meant to me so it, t- it does tell a progressive story of you know loving and losing and healing and grieving and finally coming to a healing and a place where okay what's next yeah absolutely now uh, that's actually one of my favorite tracks on the record launch forth yeah. and you wrote that specifically for mun orientation but you did yeah. explain uh, launch forth in uh, further detail yeah. but i want to go back to like what was it like writing the tune out? Did you write it specifically for my orientation when you, like in your mind, were you writing that for specifically for my orientation or just more in general? It's an interesting concept because I'm learning the more I write things. It's like the song, especially where it's so broad, like even though my inspiration was writing it for orientation for people starting a new journey, it was still, it continues to mean something different to me every time I listen to it. And that's why, like, writing it, I almost wrote it in a way where it was applicable to not just graduating students, but applicable to someone going through something really um, significant or someone who's going through just a significant change in their life. And I wrote it almost like, yeah, like, the inspiration was someone starting university, which is a huge step. Um, But really, that song can mean anything to anyone if they're going through something huge. And I I almost specifically wrote it that way. Um, I want to say that it was super planned out that way, but (laughs) it was not. (laughs) Um, But the way that all the songs fit together uh, came beautifully, and I think that they all told the story exactly the way I wanted it to. Now, uh, that preceding album, which you have released, Into the Deep, it's up for, uh, you're up for Rising Star of the Year, you're up for um, 
geez, I forget the pop other Pop artist? Award. Pop artist of the year. And uh, the most important one, album of the year. Yeah. Did you think when you won that ECMA in 2015, that eight years later, you have your own album of original music and you'd be up for album of the year? I've always had hope. I never knew. Um, but I literally, I was looking through when I was in grade four, um, I wrote a poem and in the back of the book that published the poem, it's like one of those kids poems, right? Um, but in the back, <laughs> in the back of the book, I was like literally eight years old, I think, or, you know, and it said, it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? It was one of the questions they asked everyone. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I want to be a musician. I want to be a singer. And, uh. I just always had that in mind. It's all, I, ca- I like to call it uh, uh, guided wandering. <laughs> oh, wow. Right? Because it's like you have your sights on something, but you don't know how you're getting there, but you kind of trust the process and trust that it will come to you if it's meant to. And it did. And I, you know, ever since the East Coast Music Awards, seeing that taste of it, um, I, I definitely it opened my eyes to the possibility that, you know, this could be me one day. For sure. Now, uh, of course, the ECMAs are going to be coming up uh, in 2024 in PEI in May. Mm-hmm. What else is next for Jenny Mallard? Yeah, so I guess that's what the session was about this morning, what I took away um, with uh, with the um, release strategies and things like that. I think this next period in time is going to be me. I've kind of been taking a step back from gigging a little bit and because the summer was just absolutely madness <laughs> um i had i played like 15 shows within the span of like two months like it was yeah Jesus. it was a lot i don't call me on that but it was a lot <laughs> and uh yeah so i just i was like okay i'm gonna take a step back a little bit yeah and i'm going to think about what the next steps are and i know that I want to release a second album. Yeah. I know that that's coming. I know that, you know, touring, what that looks like, um, is is going to come. When mm-hmm. it's going to come, whether it's two years, three years, four years, uh, grant writing. And really this period in time for me is to take a step back and start uh, writing songs for the second album, start doing some co-writes. Um, still continue with like keeping in touch with the fan base and things like that. But for me, even after the session today that I did this morning, uh, my focus is really going to take a like an off period and just kind of focus on what's the strategy going forward. What's the next steps? Take that time to kind of cram, make a strategy, make a plan, and like really execute it in the next couple years. For sure. And for people who want to keep track on uh, what you're going to be up to next and uh, all things Jenny Mallard, where can they go? Yeah, so uh, you can go to my website. So it's www.jennymallardmusic.com. That's where the hub is. Um, But I'm also on all social media platforms. So um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, Just as Jenny Mallard or Jenny Mallard Music. So you can look me up there. um, And... Yeah, that's that's kind of where you can find me. Well, I said uh, when I first saw her, uh, I think it was like seven or eight years ago. I mean, like what happened the past three years is a blur. But when I saw her for the first time to cafe concerts, I said, once she releases her own music, she's going to go places. <laughs> and seven or eight years later, I was right. Jenny Mallard, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me on Next to Connect. You have a wonderful day and congratulations on all your success. Super happy with how far you've come as an artist over these past like eight years, especially the past few. And uh, 
topping up with these three Music and Animal Award nominations. All the best to you in the year ahead, and uh, congrats again. Thanks, Zach. Man, I'm so proud on how far Jenny Ballard has come since the first time I met her. She's come so far from the cafe concerts to being her own individual artist and really excelling at it. That is Jenny Mallard on Next to Connect. You can get her brand new album in you can get her album Into the Deep wherever you stream or purchase your music. Right now from Into the Deep, here is Jenny now with the anchor on the Musical Connections podcast. I remember the moment This one I won't forget A cold day in October
and episode 55 is in the books. A big thank you to Jenny Mallard for joining me on Next to Connect, and to all the musicians who contributed their tunes for newfound releases. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about the podcast, feel free to email musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com or DM me on social media. Well, the final Musical Connections podcast of 2023 will be coming up next Tuesday, December the 19th, and we will be talking to the man who's had a very busy 2023 since they became an official business. We're going to be talking with one half of Hurricane Music, the producer and co-owner and founder, Matt Dines. We're going to talk about how Matt got involved in music, how Matt and Dave came together as they played in the band Rocket Rocket Ship for about four or five years or so, and how the relationship really led up to them working together at Hurricane Music. And all the artists that they worked with over the past year or so, and I've described to them and to many other people that this year was the year of the hurricane, and 2024 will be no different. We'll talk to Matt next week on Musical Connections. New episodes come out every Tuesday at 12 noon, Newfoundland Standard Time. They are on all podcast streaming services through RSS feeds, either through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to tune in and make sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a comment while you're there as well, because it'll help out the show a lot. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's edition of the Musical Connections podcast. Thanks for connecting. I'm your host, Zach Snow. Stay safe and please be kind to one another. And until next time, safe home. Thank you.